Welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Aponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Support the Dungeon Masters Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is with a small monthly donation, so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us to upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to Anchor to the Dungeon Masters Dojo page and click the support button. And now, on to this week's episode. Hey Bill. Hey Scott. How's it going? Hey Lou. Hey. It's good. an exciting day. Yeah, it's we got a book. Why is there a giant cauldron in the middle of the table? Well, because we're celebrating Tasha's cauldron of everything. Okay. That explains it. That's why and it's so special. Yeah. And we're making soup. Oh, cool. Because it's chilly out. It is cold out, yes. It is a little chilly. So we got a new book that Wizards of the Coast put out. And it's the, it's kind of like the, uh, there's a lot of controversy uh, around it. There's a lot of people on, on, on the Facebook pages and the forums that are, are, uh, are, are battling it out with one another about its wokeness. And I wouldn't call it a controversy, more of a division. It, it is very, it is a very divisive piece of work and I'm not too sure why. I think it's because some people say it's optional. And some people saying it's not optional, it's an official book, so they are allowed to use it, even if their DMs are saying they can't. Yeah. Okay, first off, the DM says you can't, you can't. Well, I think for certain things, and I'm going to agree with you 100%, you're right. But then there are certain cases where I think it should be allowed, because it does give you more diversity to okay. whatever the, whatever's but, but going But what on. I'm saying is the DM... Has final say. Again, that's where the, the division comes in. People yeah. are saying. that That's fine. All right. And, and it, a lot of it, you know, goes to your table. Okay. Now, first off, I'm glad to see you gentlemen have your books. Yes. I'm glad yes. to see you read through them several times. Yes. So I'm, many times. I am about to start bitching. Why? What else is new? I received six. Di- yeah, I know. <laughs> six different notifications from Amazon that my... Delivery schedule has been pushed back. I don't even know what to say about On a that. pre-order. I'm going to boycott Amazon. No, I'm not. And and <laughs> yeah. then you will receive your book on this day, and it didn't show up. Oh, I'm sorry. We're running late. It'll be there tomorrow by 10 p.m., and it didn't show up. And that went on for three days. You know what, though? It showed up one hour before we started Recording this session. That sounds Plenty like a problem. Time. Plenty the editor of time says you to... should have read that and you need to read it. I would. Uh, you got a show to do. I would write a uh, strongly worded letter to Tasha herself to let her know how right. this For what it's you. worth, we went to school together. She has a fine ass. 
I'm just can, saying. Can, <laughs> As witches go, wow. Can we say that? I'm, As I was that, already said. Is that, is that appropriate? I'm just saying she wore leather a lot, and I liked it. Nothing wrong with that. So without further ado... Let's 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 talk a little bit about Let, the a little go, a little more about the book and less about Tasha's posterior. Oh, yes, I'm just saying I'm learning as we go well, because we're, we're not I as, literally just cracked this cover like 20 minutes ago. We're not as old as Bill, so we can't really talk. Nobody's about as old as Bill. This talk is, about this a posterior. Well, I'm not too far behind. I think what I'm like four or five years behind you. Uh, more like decades, but yeah, whatever. Uh, no, not really. I just have hair, so it looks like I'm um, young. Okay, one of these days you're gonna say I have hair while the two of us don't. We're going to hold you down and shave you on this table live. We will now be holding all our meetings by virtue by virtual <laughs> Zoom. It's okay. We know where you live. God damn it. I'm moving. <laughs> Can we say that? We just did. Yep. So chapter one immediately starts off with what is probably the most argumented and divisive of, of everything. And that's the, that's the character. Contents? <laughs> that's the character oh, options. Okay, there you go. Um, that's on page seven. Uh, terribly sorry. So the character options, and again, I just I don't I don't quite understand. I think people were all fired up before they had the book in the hand, and I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, none of this, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, is unreasonable or or cancel culture or like woke in the bad way that they use the term. Um, I think a lot of this stuff that they outline here, we've been doing with our group for the past like dozen years in some way, shape or form and not necessarily to be more progressive, but it just, it's something that, that worked well for us. It was kind of like our, our house rule. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think what this book does and a lot of people don't really, really realize is it allows you to homebrew your non-homebrewed world a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. And, and now I'm not, I'm not going to say that this, this book is perfect by any means because I have some, I have some picking of nits to do with it, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But gee, I, gee, I wish, I wish I had that option. So some of the things they, they do, and I know Lou's probably, uh, Lou's read this book. Um, like a dozen times. It, yeah, at least. So they they give you, let's talk about customizing your origin, which which I think is, I think that's one of the biggest. I think it's I think it's really cool, and yep. I think again it's it's things that we've done before as 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 a DM, and I know, yeah, I, I know I know Bill's had this experience too. Um, we've had players come and go. Listen, this is this is what I want to do, which is a little outside of the parameters of what the book allows, but here's. Here's the background. Here's where I want to go with the character, and here's Key my vision. word there, people. Background. Yeah. And We've said this like 104 times up to this point. Background. If you can justify, we will allow. And I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. No. But no. they do give an outline for how to do that. They're, they're talking about at first level, you choose various aspects of your character, including ability scores, races, classes, um, and background so and and they 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 tell you that these things help 
paint a picture of what your character is, how they're going to behave later on. I think right. they paint the picture that you want to be painted, not it, the same cookie cutter that's always been right. around before. And, which is fine. It's, I mean, because like I said, we, yeah. we've been doing this for a while. You throw a background, we will make it fit. And you're right. We've been doing, I mean, for the little bit that I've skimmed over, we've been doing this for a dozen years. Yeah, we just we just didn't have like a book and rules and everything. It was just one of those things or that a publisher, an editor, or right. uh, you you work with 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 the the character concept that your players have because you want them to have a good time. You want them to realize that character that well, they have. They in have their, a vision their in their head. Yeah, yeah, they have a vision yep. in their head, and we're going to do everything we can to bring that forth. And I think that's an important aspect of running the game as, as a dungeon master yes. is, is is meeting your character your players in the middle and, and talking about where they want to go with their characters so that you don't like Lou said, have that, that cookie cutter, you know, every, it, it's not bumper bowling. Take the bumpers off. Yeah. Let things, let, let, let things roll. Every dwarf's a minor. Every, yeah, no, you know, not true. Yeah. You know, every, every dwarf is, is hardy and strong and has, as a constitution, but they're gruff and they hate elves, you know? And again, that's, um, wrong. Yeah, you know, maybe that is is prevalent in dwarven society in the world you come from, but not every single dwarf or elf or bell, halfling bell curve people bell curve. Yep. So I think these 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 uh these customization options are are really cool, you know, because you could talk about like languages and the way they phrase this is done in in such a fashion that I find it hard to argue against it. Okay. Um, and that's, that's really important to me. It's like, okay, what are your reasons for this? And when I read it, it's, you know what? They're all good reasons. I mean, I'm going to read a line that I just, I spotted character race in the game represents your character's fantasy species combined with certain cultural assumption. Yes. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, And that's, that's a very, very, very well worded sentence. And yes, I like it that is. they use species. It, it stood out to me. Because that's, I mean, realistically, that's what they are. They're, they're um, species, not races. Right. Um, yes. and, I, and I'm glad that they did that. And that's why it stood out to me. Yeah. And I, I, find, that, I find that hard to argue, again, hard to argue against. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about ex, uh, ability score increases because this is, this is one of those those areas. This is one of those battling areas. Yeah, yeah people yeah. are really, really, really upset about this, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to under, I'm trying to understand why. And I, and I think change is hard. Uh, it's, it's not easy. But I've been playing for for forty some odd years, and I've seen a ton of change. Yep. And and it's the change has improved the game greatly. Because, and I know you guys remember, <laughs> do you do you remember female characters had a cap on strength? Yes. Yep. Right? You couldn't be as strong. Uh, men were just stronger, right? You'd um, be surprised how quickly I, dis- I, I cast that aside. Yeah. And um, you couldn't... Uh, you know, you you couldn't achieve a certain level as 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 certain demi humans, right? Yeah. So right. I think elves were like capped at seven. Yep, halflings yeah. at three. For for fighters, you could go a little further as as a thief, right? But that was that was it. So, um, 
there were there were like all sorts of all sorts of things that just kind of like fell by the wayside. Well, what it was it was a, a human centric uh, generation. Yeah, it was. It, it was human centric. Yeah, if you weren't human, oh, I'm sorry, you're subpar. Well, the very term demi-human, demi, yes. is not quite human, and right. and there's, you know, the term the terminology speaks to the time. Yeah, speaks to the time, and I think the thing to keep in keep in mind is in 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 this is this is one of those this is one of those hobbies where I've sat at I've sat at gaming tables. And it was a very diverse gaming gaming table almost all the time. Yes. And nobody really cared as long as as long as you were cool to hang out with and you enjoyed the game and you were fun to game with. And, and you that told was really a good story. Yeah, told a good story, cool. you played a good character and, and it was fine. Yep. So it's always been, I think in my experience anyway, a very very uh progressive environment being being part of like just not just D and D but other tabletop RPGs. Yes. So it's natural that the, that the game would follow that that sort of thing, you know. With with every generation, we get we get a different change in the game, and it's reflective of the time period. So in the sixties and the seventies, or late sixties, early seventies, when the when the game was in its infancy, I remember it well. Yeah, it was it was very much so reflective of its time. Yes, and I think we've just come to this 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 period where where again, fifth edition is reflective of the time in which the game is. Um, the game is 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 being played in, and it 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 could be hard for old grognards, you know, like us. Why did you look at me? Well, oh. we're all old grognards, you know. <laughs> I think you have the you hardest. You both time. looked at me. <laughs> okay, that that almost bruised my one feeling that I hide. Yeah, I, I kicked the box under your bed. <laughs> no, I I agree. Uh, despite the fact that I am oftenly called draconian. I do try to be fairly progressive. What do you do? Um, and I have been very accepting of a number of ideas across the tables. Now, the whole ability score increase thing, which is where we started, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been very flexible. We've been very flexible, but you know, it, it's if your if your background says your dwarf is a bard and is dexterous and and charismatic, charismatic then put your points accordingly. Yeah. You don't... Because why not, really? Yeah, because it makes sense. That's what your character is. That's what your character should be. Um, We've never, ever, you know, I know, I mean, when I first started, I mean, when I first started, um, we're talking 50 years ago. Okay, I was a kid. So you you do what kids do, but you progress, and you progress quickly if you want to keep a table running. I've never, I've had people try, well, this is what I want to do. Great, let's let let's figure it out. Yeah, how can we do this? How can we do this? Tell me about and, it. And I'm I'm talking 30 years ago when people are no 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 the rules it, it's as written, not interpreted. It's as written. You just said the key word rules as written. Yeah. Rules as written. I'm like no 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 no. Look at the very first paragraph in the book of the OD and D. Right, but then when you look at this book, when you talk about rules as written yep. for our fifth edition, right on the front cover. Magical mixture of new rules options, and I think that's yes. where people are getting having they're, their their, they're, their, their options. Over. Yeah, their options. options. And and how do you deal? How do you deal with the options? Well, you know, as 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 a DM, and this is only my my personal approach to that. I'd want to have some dialogue with 
the players at my table because the the enjoyment of the game is is equally as important to them as it is to me. Absolutely, exactly. You know, what are your thoughts on on utilizing this book? Are you okay with it? Have you had time to look at it? You know, what do, what do you think? And right. then, no, and then, no, I haven't gotten past page seven. I know for a fact my min maxers will tear through this book. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're yep. gonna want to they're gonna see what they're, they can they're do to... going to ravage this book. All well and fine. But like, but like, Tell me what pages you find that found it on, and I will give you my well, my interpretation. It's like you and I answer. discussed, uh, you know, which we may get into one of the classes here. We right. talked about the artificer. Yes, and this is what I think a lot of people need to understand, and this is where they need to have very open conversation with their DM or with the player, because not all character classes will fit certain worlds. We exactly. have a low, we have a low magic world where the artificer really does not make sense in our world because it does not. he creates magic items. So in our world, the artificer's out. The artificer is other horribly pwned to the point where you don't want to play him or we just disallow. Right. And, and, and I'm sorry, you know, this is going to happen. And game masters look at your world and before someone goes, they go, oh, that's really cool, and you allow it, and then they break your game. Yep. Step back, look at it, read what that character can do. You're the game master. Before they allow it, don't let them walk up on Wednesday night when you know you start your game and go, all right, this is what I have, and go, okay, I'm going to let, no, 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 I'll let you know next week. Yeah, take some time to take to some have a time look to digest. It. It's about that open communication, though. Exactly, yep. and it's and it's it's two way. All right, players don't try to hamstring your game masters and think you're going to get pull one over on them. You're like, oh, okay, he hasn't read the book yet. Like me, who was on page yeah, freaking seven. I don't think it's about pulling one over the no, game masters. No, there's people that are going to do it. There, there are, but it's ooh, like I think you said this best last time. It's the new sneaker new sneaker syndrome. Yes, where Oh, I can do something better now. I yeah. can run faster, you know, high, jump higher, whatever. Yeah. And I think it's new, it's <clears throat> inviting, and I think that's where everybody wants to And get. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Yes, it's new, it's inviting, use it. But don't try to do and go, oh, well, it's in the book so I can use it. Again, right. right. These are options. You know, it, right, these are options. It yeah, says it on you the have to take that cover. table to table. Right. Yep. And at table to table, you're the game master. Don't just allow it, sight unseen. Give me a week. And the rules themselves are a framework. Yes, for you to play with within a framework. Um, so ultimately, it said that from the O D and D, the original from Dungeons the and Dragons, very very beginning, very beginning. This is the, these are not law; these are rules to be interpreted by the game master. So do so. Don't allow something just because your character goes. It's in a book. It's printed. That means I can use it. No. Yeah. And that's where the division in this whole on these forums comes in. Again, a lot of people saying, well, it's an official book. I can use it. Yeah. And it's ugly. It is. I mean, some of the stuff out there is is ugly. And it's okay to disagree. You know, I mean, that that whole diversity is part of, like, you know, you disagreeing. Certain ideologies, you know, are maybe different. And that's fine. But, I mean, be nice to each other. You know, uh, state your argument and and move on. We may be able to learn from one another, but don't be mean. Okay, unlike you two, I don't follow any of these feeds. Okay, number one, um, you can't get to them from an abacus. 
That's why. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, too. Because <laughs> it's true. My, my abacus doesn't have Bluetooth. <laughs> it's but, Wi-Fi, Bill, not Bluetooth. He's, he's got it plugged in, but it's still not, it's just, still not working. It's plugged into the wall. I don't know why I can't get intranet. <laughs> um, I don't follow this stuff. I don't. I'm like the control of the group. Right? These two guys do follow this stuff. I am old school with a capital O-L-D, right, boys? You know, I look at it, and I take my personal interpretation into all of this. These guys follow it. I don't. And, and when you, you look at these things, it's like it makes a lot of sense. Like there's a section on languages. You know, you get you get certain languages. Certain races get certain languages. But what, what if you weren't that, brought up in that world? And that's exactly what they're saying. What if What if you weren't brought up? In in, in that area, you're that an culture. orphan. Maybe, yeah. You've been left off. Yeah. You've been maybe you're found. a city elf. You're city you know? elf. Yeah. Maybe yeah. your parents were tailors or something in a big city somewhere. Right. You so moved out of the... a couple different languages. Yeah, you may have mm. very different language. Maybe you maybe you don't even speak Elven at all. Maybe you're like uh, you know a generation or two removed from you know the the Elven Elven speaking ancestors maybe you don't speak elven at all or dwarven maybe you speak whatever the language of that land is instead and, uh, and it makes perfect sense it, it yeah. absolutely does the, the only yeah. ones i could see not having access to are the secret languages unless you had yeah. somebody Agreed. in your family yeah that's a druid yeah. or a thieves you shouldn't know yeah the secret languages are, know are secret for a reason exactly those they, are the ones they, i they're, see they're, where they're, they're off limits they're coveted and they are protected yes and that makes <clears> perfect sense but it does say your DM may add or remove languages from that list. So it gives you an example of that, you know, that list, you know, and that's that's dependent on the world that you're playing in. If it's if it's one of those those published campaign settings, which are fantastic, or if it just happens to be a homebrew world, you know, that's that's something that's up to the DM. And again, have that dialogue with them. What about proficiencies? And, and this is what I, I kind of like because it does add a little bit more um customization exactly because well, I mean, there's, there's always been the granted races and sub races proficiencies which is fine because some things are inherent yeah all right some things are inherent all right your your dwarves culturally are strong your elves culturally are dexterous your humans are a melting adaptable pot. They're, they're adaptable. Very adaptable all right so which is all well and fine but there, there are just like languages. There are going to be circumstances where you're not in an environment that will culture. Not only that, I think um, we'll use the dwarf for, for example. You know, they may have, they may be proficient because of their race in heavy armor, or you know, uh, along those lines. But then they go to pick uh, the fighter class, and well, what's this again? Oh, I'm proficient in heavy armor again. It becomes redundant. There's no yes. um, customization to your class. Yeah, well, you yeah, yeah. You, you become stifled because you start trying to stack things. It's like heavy armor, heavy armor, heavy armor. Oh, I, well, okay, I have three. I have access to heavy armor three times. I only need it once. I yeah, only exactly. need it once. You know, right. maybe I could pick a little something else up. You know. Okay. All right. Does that mean uh, DM? Can I now wear a tank? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. But I do like the little chart that they give. You know the charts. You know for proficiency swaps is what they call it. So if you're if you if you're swapping a skill for a skill, that's fine. Yep. But you know when you go from armor, let's say our our scenario we just chose, now they give us a chance to choose from simple or martial weapons or a tool. So I don't have to have that heavy armor twice. Now I could say yeah. I want a simple or martial weapon. 
more likely I'm going to pick a tool because I'm going to want to fix my armor. Yeah, and there's and there's nothing wrong. I think that's again, it's it's a perfectly reasonable alternative, and I, and I would venture to say because I am I am in no way, shape, or form innovative. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who's, who's, who's coming up with that new awesome thing. I'm, I'm willing to bet that there are, are countless thousands of DMS out there who have afforded their players an opportunity for this level of customization. It's just been a uh, house rule stuff, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, uh, I, I, I just, I think it's good. I think it's good practice. Anytime you could keep your, your, um, your players happy. It, it's good practice. Absolutely. Good practice to I, do so. I, I think well, one other thing I, I need to say is I need to drink, so I think we need to take a break. Yeah, I need to swap out some of my uh, some of my ability scores, too. I think I want to go the dexterous route, so I'll stop banging into things. Uh, that'll be good for you? It's not going to help. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Yeah, and Bill is still upset about the late delivery of his book, so that's going to be going on for a while. A year from now, he'll be talking about it. I have a tendency to cling to things that dissatisfy me. See, if you had Prime, you wouldn't be suffering like this. You'll have to explain that later on. He's speechless. Yeah. We don't get that too often. That's Let's move on quick. Yeah, I know. It's refreshing. I hate you both. <laughs> uh, let's talk about custom lineage. So there's this little little box up there. On page seven, page eight, at the top of the page, it says: instead of choosing one of your game's races for your character at first level, you can use the following traits to represent your character's lineage, giving you full control over how your character's origin shaped them. I read this a few times, and I gotta say, I'm a little bit confused. It's called. Um, I I was too, and I, but I just think it's. I think they're really getting to the the whole diversity of things. So my interpretation, and let me know if this is this is yours as well. My interpretation is is, is um, I'm looking through all the books, and I'm not seeing anything I really want to play. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to maybe go to the monster manual or something, <laughs> right? Really, and and I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay, I want to I want to play like a pixie or a sprite or some you know some unconventional. Uh, species or race. The first thing that comes to mind is owl bear barbarian. Oh, and then I'm going to I'm going to use this custom lineage type thing to to do that. Or maybe I want to you know I'm not just not satisfied with a half elf. Maybe I want to play like a half halfling or a quarterling. It, it I don't does know. Is say that you are a humanoid. Yeah. Okay. So a half halfling or a half elf, half dwarf, or a half elf, half halfling. Or something like that. Am I understanding this, this this correctly? Is this the? I think that's what it's all about. And and that's something we didn't we didn't have really before. Where all these other uh, options for oh hell no you hybrid you, you, when you were a race you were a a race you're a, okay you're you a half elf, orc you're a half orc you're or a dwarf a half, a half a half elf yeah and yeah. and it was always like there was always a human parent and if it was a uh, if if you were a half orc, it was some some really bad rapey kind of origin, right? Because, yes. um, and if you were a half elf, it was some seducy kind of yeah. glitter invoked illusion. I have a question. It's totally off the topic, but since you both brought this up, so I got a question. So if your mother was a mermaid, 
Yeah. And your father was a centaur, and you got both human halves. You would just be a normal person. You would appear that way. Actually, right? In one of the first editions, yes. Uh, now I'm talking off of memory, not off of actual stuff, but this was actually broached in one of the original editions where human was prevalent in all interracial pairings. So you would look humanoid, but it would have some slight hints of other parented. So you might have the the vestige of lines along your neck for gills if you're part, you know, mermaid. Or if you're a centaur, you might have longer legs and maybe, you know, or something along those lines. So you would have hints of other parentage, but you would always predominantly be human. With no special ability. Nope. Be normal. Nope. Okay. That's painfully vanilla <laughs> it is i i i like this custom lineage option because it does open up huge avenues for customization like options. i said it's all about diversity i think now yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. and i don't my gosh that's another thing that people are all fired up about too yeah it's like, i know uh when when and i'm not saying anything and i laugh because i the the fantasy world of dungeons and dragons is probably the most diverse world like oh, it, yeah, naturally hugely diverse you yeah. know you by design by yeah yeah so i don't understand why it's so upsetting be, for some when it's already an extremely diverse or why it seems to be forced onto a genre that is already diverse uh, yeah i mean you look at you look at the origins of of, of where D D came from and surprisingly tolkien wasn't a major influence i guess i've read that before yeah gary Gygax was a big fan of the pulp he was actually um, um, huge into military strategic games. Yeah. That's right. That's where I read. That's where he started. I just read that. that yep. That's where all this started too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, but it, one of the individuals that started me on actually frequented his locale, and it was all about strategic militaristic encounters, and that's where it started. But but his his inspiration were various. Oh, works from like a the, lot of various the, works, yeah. the pulp novels, Jack yes. Vance's work, stuff like that. Actually, it's all listed in the back of the Dungeon Master's Guide in the uh, first, yes, first edition AD and D, like um, two pages worth. So yeah, so it's a naturally dive. It's 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 a a more diverse world than the one that we live in now. <laughs> Very much by so. by leaps and bounds. I was about to say by leaps and bounds. Yet it's a point of point of contention. Like we we can't have. We can't have non-evil orcs. It's like, I don't know. Why not? Why can't we? That's because D&D, and, and um, I'm, I feel I'm going to self-curse myself for saying this, has become mainstream. Yeah. Uh, I, I lived a time where D&D was a almost cult. It was, yeah, you weren't supposed to speak of it. Yeah, you weren't, yeah, you weren't yeah. supposed to tell people it that was, you uh, played D&D. And I, I still I still function that way too. <laughs> Somebody at work was like, "Hey man, I, I heard you I heard you really play D&D like you really play D&D." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I I play a little D&D." Like it's <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute. This isn't 19 1980. <laughs> I can talk about this stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to get burned at the stake nope. anymore. I have that same problem. Or, no, or stoned to death. I, I think that's where depending where you work, like I work in a business suit world yeah um so when you're in the elevator when you're talking to your buddy and we're talking D and somebody comes in you you quickly change the subject because you get the look oh yeah. shit steve we gotta we gotta change the subject yeah i, was, see, I see, work i work in i work in psych 
<laughs> well, you get the looks all the time. Yeah. I work at a grocery store, and I'm a butcher. I hack animals from large pieces to little pieces. So it's expected. I, I don't care what people think. Yeah, and now you all know why. Okay, so that's... I freely talk about it. I have no problem. I'm right out there. Um, so yeah, diversity for me is no problem at all. And and these 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 custom lineage options are, I th- I I think they're 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 about fifty years too late. Yes, you know uh, we yes. we we needed this sort of thing a long time ago because we had the well we kind of had it, but it was like okay we have it but don't tell anybody. Well, we had to we had to like homebrew it for. Well, our no, world. I'm I'm talking in, as far as the game is concerned, not our world. The game is good. The diversity was out there. It depended on your game master. Yeah, but you didn't have these rules for. You like didn't have it. No, it was custom. homebrewed. Oh, it was yeah. definitely homebrewed. Right. All right, but you know, it depended on your game master. You had half dwarves with the dark sun setting the moles and yes. mules or what, however yep. you were supposed yeah, to pronounce mules. it, and, and half elves. But it was always assumed that you know it was the. Uh, the humans that were promiscuous, you know. What oh, if, yeah, oh, yeah. We, yeah. But you know what? What if you just happened to be in a tavern one night and you were you were an elf, and you were you know looking for somewhere to stay, and there just happened to be a a buxom dwarven uh, barmaid uh, who had a delightfully well groomed beard, and, and you were and, like, that and, is, and three bottles of grog in, you know. That is a that is no, a handsome no, dwarven nothing's, lass. Nothing's ugly after two a.m. I, I may see what she's doing after she gets off work tonight. You know, and and, and um, how do you? Yeah, how do you deal with a half elf, half dwarf? Yeah, you know. Just, I th- I think it was just the, you know people assume that that sort of thing wouldn't happen because. In Tolkien's world, the dwarves and the elves didn't always get along, and that yeah, kind of oh, like carried over a little bit into into. No, into it carried D&D. over huge into TNT because <laughs> that's that's what people went. Oh well, oh they don't like each other. Oh well, you know, Tolkien said so. Yeah, there can be no interracial mixing. Yeah. Um. So this is good. I like I like the custom lineage I thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind being a you know a a half something. I do like this section. I, I really do yeah. like this. I mean, we, we've embraced this in our, our homebrew world ourselves quite a bit. Um, we haven't put limitations on stuff, but I, I do like this as, you know, a, a printed copy, even though on, pay, on the book cover of the book it says it's an option. This is an option I think game masters should embrace. Give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Really. At, at, at minimum, give it a chance. Give, give it, it a chance. If it doesn't work for you or your group, you can always stop doing it. That's the beauty of it. Yep. That's it. It just didn't work for us. Started, started off as a two-shotter. Yeah. See how it works for you guys. Yeah. Now, personality comes right after that, and um, it's something that's that's interesting to to address. And I, I don't – I think it's both necessary and unnecessary at the same time. And I think it's it's uh, it's necessary to remind people that uh, not, not every person is the same from a certain, you know uh, – ethnic group or species. Or, or species. species yeah and it's unnecessary because not everyone from a certain ethnic group <laughs> or species is the same um where you can you know but it's it's there's that thing you know uh dwarves are gruff elves are kind of flighty and frivolous that's how they were described in in the yes. D player's Very handbook much, Remember almost that? exactly those yeah. words people just aren't always the same right you know, and it, really, that's what it what it gets down They're to. They're not cookie cutter, and it and it opens it up to that. It's like, hey, man, yes. it's okay if you have a gruff elf. It should be. It's okay if you have 
you know, a, a flighty or frivolous dwarf. I was about you know, to maybe, say the same thing. You yeah. know, maybe or, he's a bard. Or an orc, for that matter. Or or an orc. Yeah. Um, or a half orc. Or, or there, there's there's distinct personalities. Really, any race. You know, really. any race. And that, that goes along with the whole good and evil thing, too. One of my favorite characters I yeah. played, um, Yaren, was an orc bard. And, and you're playing a bard? Yep. What race? Orc. orc. What? Really? And he played the harp. He carried a harp on his back. But his appearance is ugly. No, we don't go by looks. You know, it yeah. goes by and, and, and he'd get out there and go, do me a favor. Everyone, close your eyes. And then he'd start playing. And that's how he started every session. Do me a favor. Close your eyes. Not because he wanted you immersed in the music. He wanted to stop looking at his freaking horribly ugly face and then be immersed in the music. And I love that character. I've I've always I've always taken approach to um certain certain species in the D and D world. Like um there was a uh it was a Star Trek the Next Generation episode. Here we go, Star Trek. I knew it was gonna I, get there. It's been like four episodes since he's made a Star Trek rep you know reference. It was due. I, I tell you, if you play D and D, watch watch Star Trek because really it's it's <laughs> it's 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 D and D in space. Yeah, um, Commander Commander Riker did like a um, a kind of uh, officer exchange program with the Klingon Empire. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, okay. you know where he went on onto this Klingon ship and he yep. did all this research on on how Klingons were and the Klingons were all, you know, they're all tough and gruff and everything. And then he gets on this Klingon ship and he's and he's hanging out, and uh, Klingon women are no different than Klingon men. <laughs> you know, they're just there. There's there's that equality amongst yep. the the Klingon people, and um, he's surprised that it's like, oh, these guys they're they're laughing, they're telling jokes. You know, the Klingons are funny people. They're, you know, they all have distinct personalities, and it was this big surprise to him because he had this kind of stereotype, right. and I think that's where where our explanations of these um these D&D species yes are is there there very stereotypical there is there a stereotype yes and that's maybe something that the species is known for but doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's the it identity of every certain exactly member. it doesn't embody every every member of that species right and i think it's important to keep that in mind because the game can be very very bland and very vanilla and very stale when we do that when we play all of our dwarves or all of our orcs or all of our half orcs or halflings or barbarians or whatever have yes. you the same way i think if i and i personally find it very stimulating that we've gone 20 minutes on something that is only 10 lines long in the book yeah <laughs> I, but it's a it's a big topic crammed into a small area well that that, that just it it calls to the importance of personality. Yeah, it it's the difference between your character being a series of stats on on a piece of paper and yes. something that that you and other players at the table can get behind. Absolutely, therein lies your character. Absolutely, therein lies your character, and and that's what you need. And so those simple little ten, twelve lines in the book is a very very powerful thing when you're role playing and that and that's what the game is about it's role it, yes playing. role playing and and all of this stuff falls neatly within that it it offers you an opportunity to effectively role play a compelling character i i think the smallest paragraph in this whole freaking book 
I think that's one of the most important paragraphs in this book Damn, so far that I, so far that I read. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're just gonna have to get him a prime account. So you can change skills now, and you can change subclasses. So why why would you want to change skills? Um, because the ones you have don't fit your character background. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe they don't. And that's probably the biggest reason to do so. Maybe it's a, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. I'm glad I could paraphrase for you. The the player background, but now I mean, you run in, you run into something where if you're playing a really, really good game of D and D, right. And you've been playing your campaign. They're for a all long time, good games of D and D. Yeah. D and D exceptional. D and D is like ice cream, right? <laughs> It is. No, hear me out. Oh, D&D oh, is I'm like ice cream. for this one. Yeah, because we're both staring at you anxiously. All ice cream is wonderful. Yes. Some ice cream is better than others. Some flavors are better than others. But all ice cream is wonderful. Nothing's better than French vanilla. And that's elegance in its simplicity right there, <laughs> French vanilla. And it can become whatever you want. And D&D is like ice cream. But let's move on. Okay. That, I could agree with you. That's, that's the wisdom I'm dropping today. You can use that. Feel free. Every time you take a spoonful of D and D, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry, ice cream. <laughs> it's creamy goodness. Yummy. Just makes you feel good. Um, so you can maybe, maybe you've been playing this campaign for a while, and, and you've you've seen some character growth, and and you should see character. <laughs> we hope growth. so, right? And that's maybe when when skills may not be relevant to well, your character yeah, any fit. any longer because yeah, of you pick them at first second level third fourth level you pick your skills they you know that's what your vision was your character has evolved and i think evolution is huge what you yeah. started off with and what you end up with are two completely different things because evolution has happened yeah the skill set you originally picked because this is where you wanted to go with your character no longer is um, I'm looking for relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so can I fix it? Of course you can. Now oh, you can. Now, now you, you can. can. Yeah. Now you can without having to like shoehorn anything in there <laughs> or, or homebrew it because, um, and, and the same is true for subclass, you know, and I don't think changing a subclass is that big of a feat really. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's a, uh, it all depends how you work work it in but yeah i think that could be done fairly easy yeah it's it's like okay my my subclass is an it help desk guy <laughs> right but that's lou but now i want to change my subclass to cybersecurity. that's lou that's not <laughs> that's not a huge diversion from from where you were before like right. the, the the foundation of knowledge is 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 very similar so it's the same with like with with these other subclasses, right? Fighter subclasses are all fighter subclasses. You do some different stuff there, but it's all the uh, the same foundation is there, right? It's the fighter foundation. Okay, with, without reading through the book, um, when would you make these changes? I I would see these at the the tiers. Yeah, well, I would I would say, or or at least when you change your when when you level. I, I, and I think when you level, I agree with that, but I think it all depends on the class. Like if you're going from a ranger hunter to a ranger beastmaster, there may be some subtle that should changes. be the, that should be a yep. tier change. But when, you know, you know, four, eight, twelve. But the subtle changes I think could, would happen when you level. Two, I would three, you know, two, three, five, seven, 
you know, in in between those tier changes, I think those subtle changes should be allowed, and I I I think those changes should be made at level. Yes, uh, or or when there is a a reasonable need within the storyline to do so, like did something happen? Yes, um, well, yeah, that y- would that would yeah. stimulate that change, an, an epic change or something. Um, yeah, that would make sense. Downtime in the story, or, or or downtime, and that that goes right into like training time too. Yep. So it's like maybe that time in between levels was was taken up with with training. Maybe you finished an adventure and you're like, I'm going to go back to that to that person that we met in in the forest who had this affinity with the beasts of the forest and I'm going to I'm going to learn that affinity too and move toward it's like being exposed to a new area you really had no knowledge of okay so I have um I have a question I forgot what my question was holy shit never mind I'll, I'll keep going I I I had a point and I completely lost it that's the japanese whiskey it could be. It could very well be the Japanese whiskey that you guys stopped drinking and I continued to drink. That's because we were smart. Yep. Now we have to drive home. And, Sometimes. And I, and I do not. We record no, this in my cellar, so I don't have to drive. <laughs> Sometimes a character undergoes a dramatic transformation in their beliefs or abilities. And that's that's what they're calling sudden change, which which is and, – and again, sudden change will – will happen or the opportunity for sudden change will happen in a campaign. And that could happen at any given time. At any given time. Well, that's why it's called sudden. It, it could have. Well, yeah. And I'm saying, um, we'll use, um, a cleric or a warlock as, um, an example, a warlock or even a clerics, their patron gets killed or, or no longer pays attention to him. Oh, well, well I mean, a lot that, of your yeah. patrons are, Semi immortal, semi. But uh, yeah, they, your, your they, warlock they, patrons can be. Oh, they can be. Yeah, killed, yeah. But or they just decided they no longer want to deal with you. Exactly. It's like I'm sorry, you no longer entertain me. I'm no longer going to give you my benefit. Right. So maybe you know, maybe you're um, maybe you're a uh, a, a a a cleric. Yep. Right. Maybe you're maybe you're a cleric, and the divine power that you wield. You know, maybe you're you're a healer. Maybe you're healing. Ability can do nothing to stave off the attack of some invading force, and you watch all of these innocents that were part of your flock being slaughtered before you. Oh, that would have a drastic change on me personally. Yeah. personally, and and, and no, I'd you, be fine with it. And you take you take your your devotion to religion and your knowledge of of religion, and you turn it away from from that the healing arts, and you you go towards war. The, the, the path of a paladin yep, where it's like an oath of yep. vengeance yep. vengeance yeah and you take up you take up arms you know that's a sudden and profound change where it's like you you pack up your things and you leave that's and, very good yeah and you 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 find you know uh, a god of war to to grant you your divine power and you hunt down those people that that slaughtered your flock yeah yep. and then and then now you're on that path yep you know and that that makes for just awesome storytelling. Oh, awesome super, role super, play. Not yeah. even storytelling, role play, because you're And announcing. not a background, but maybe you play through that whole thing. Oh, you start yeah, as that a that wouldn't be a background. That that would be a playthrough. Yeah, yeah because that, you're, you're renouncing one 
one deity for... And it might be that you reached out and found one. It might be you reaching out and a deity found, found you. Exactly. And that makes it even, and, and, even and better. That, that would be more... You know, you're sitting on, on the, the precipice of a hill looking down at the burning village, knowing that everyone's dead. You're the only one that lived, and you you can see the ones riding away, and you nothing you can do about it. And you're with every essence, every fiber of your being, you're like, give me something to wreak vengeance upon those that are running away. And I cannot get to them. I can't do anything about it because I'm just me. And a deity goes, ooh, look who yeah. I found. Yep. yep. Now, there's a will that is um, hell-bent. And I'm going to do everything I can to exasperate it. Yeah, and this is this is a a good vessel for my 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 divine power because yes. there's a there's an individual that here is broken and they have, you know, survivor's guilt and they're they're contemplating ending their own existence because they've they've failed the people that that trusted them, but now that, let me give them the means to act out everything that they want to. Yep. I will deliver unto them one of my one of my greatest warriors one of my biggest champions to train them and and I will unleash them upon upon their enemies and upon the world I find it humorous that Lou just took the bottle away from me <laughs> you got some reading to do I got some reading to do because <laughs> I'm, I'm still on page eight all right so Sudden change. Wow. All right. Um, we've been at this for a while. Um, Lou, can you give us a time check? Um, no. It's, I think we're, I don't know. Scott? It's time to go. It, it's apparently time when, to go. When we come back <laughs> next week, we'll, uh, we'll start talking the artificer. I, I'm, um, I know Lou is really looking forward to this. Lewis has embraced the artificer um, whole and and heartedly uh, from the UA version. Yep, and I loved it. And, Everybody and else hated it. And we because of Lou, we have disavowed this from our world. Yes, Lou, it's all your fault, but that's okay. Uh, we can get along with that. I'm going to bring up one thing I don't like about Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. What's that? And I'm going to show you. The book's too thin. Oh my God! The I'm right. Amp, the ampers, <laughs> the ampersands don't line up with my other books, right? So their ampersand. Oh my God! Is, you're right. Is too low, and that bugs the heck out of me <laughs> because when it sits on the shelf, all I'm doing is I'm focusing on that one low ampersand. Like everybody is, else is nice and lined up. One and this one, one single station off. Um, give it a, a boost, a riser. It's not the same. You got to get your ampersands right. Or else it's just not going to look look at it. I mean, you guys are better uh, come, than come on, guys. In the game. You have editors for a reason. Yes, your ampersand. Don't off. you have books on the shelf, or is it all digital? Get get Perkins on the phone. Damn! If you're listening, check your ampersands, Mister Perkins. And that's our show this week on Tasha's Cauldron and everything. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about the Artificer. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. 
Thank you and have a good day.